Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. I would like to begin by paying my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I am coming to you from today. Land where at brainwaves we tell our stories, and land where the traditional custodians have told their stories for many, many years before us, and continue to tell their stories. I would like to pay my respects to Elders past and present, and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners who are listening today. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR, 855am on your app dial or via the online stream. My name is Flick Manning and I'm your host. Today I'm joined by Simone Dow. Simone was born in Falkirk, Scotland and immigrated to Australia at six years old with her parents to start a new and better life. With two musical parents, it was inevitable that she would be obsessed with music herself. Simone describes music as being a cathartic warm hug and this hug has been with her throughout a long history of health conditions. Simone is a guitarist in the band Voyager and while pumping out progressive metal tracks, uses that as a platform to shed light on educate and help others who may also be struggling with their physical and mental health, especially given the unique position she is in to advocate widely on the back of Voyager's ninth place polling in the recent Eurovision 2023 contest. Simone, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, Simone, you and I went to school together, in fact, primary school and high school. So this is very much a blast from the past reunion of sorts for us. And in fact, I was only thinking today before sitting down to do this interview, and I actually recall you being in my childhood home after school one day with your guitar. I had my clarinet. I do specifically remember that I could practically throw any song at you and ask you to play it and you could do it. And I just remember thinking even then as like an 11-year-old that I was witnessing a guitar prodigy in my bedroom. And you have gone on to be an absolute rock star, which I think everyone at school knew that you were going to be. So the recognition that you and the band have gotten for your recent stint in Eurovision is so well-deserved. And I have to admit that every time I hear one of your guitar solos, my head is literally screaming, yes, Simone, yes. So I'm thrilled for you. But alongside this path, you've also have traveled this really big physical and mental health journey too which I find really fascinating and I'm so glad you're here to share that. So let's dive into that now. So Simone, when did you first begin to experience mental health concerns and can you describe what that felt like to you? Yeah, look, um, first of all, I'm just going to say you just embarrassed me with that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> the US, you're just far too involved. That's mother right now. I'm my head. <laughs> yes, for those I've never seen Simone, she is... The traditional Scottish redhead. So I'm very happy to have made you very red with that because you deserve the accolades. But back Thank to you. what you were saying. Yeah, look, I've, I've honestly, and it's I've probably been through reflection um, as I'm getting older and like we all do, I've, I've struggled with mental health since I was a child, honestly. I mean, I remember being um, back in Scotland even under the age of six where I would have issues um, dealing with um, emotions sometimes, like, expressing anger, sadness, and feeling like a, an incredible weight 
on your shoulders, which you shouldn't feel when you're like five years old. You're like, why do I feel like I've experienced the world's problems when I've barely even been alive, you know? Um, so it's definitely been a part of my life from from a young age. And, and high school in particular was a very, very rough period for me, um, as I think it is for, for most people. Your, your hormones are changing. Um, you're becoming an adult. You are trying to understand yourself and other people who are also going through the same things. And uh, and then you've also got the the things that happen in life that that can affect that as well, like losing loved ones and um, and losing jobs and all sorts of other things that can can go on. But no, mental health has been with me my entire life, and uh, music really has been sort of my saving grace throughout all of that. Yeah, I'm so glad that you had something to pump that into. And for me, certainly my experience, that was dance for me, 100%. Um, High school was an incredibly brutal time for me, absolutely brutal. And I often say, you couldn't pay me enough money to go back and do it all again. (laughs) No way. No, No, I wouldn't even want to be in my 20s to be, I've loved 30s. I feel like 30s have been the years where I actually finally kind of understand myself, have accepted parts of myself, have looked in the mirror and um integrated the shadow aspects of myself that you know you don't want to sort of admit are there so yeah I wouldn't you couldn't pay me either Fleet yeah could not pay me to go back to there absolutely and I, I think you're, you're very right great way of putting it too that in your 30s I've found exactly the same thing I love how you've described the shadow aspects of yourself now you also live with chronic health conditions at the same time can you explain what those conditions are and how those conditions then affect your mental health too my primary condition that I've been dealing with um, for life again has been chronic migraine disease. I call it disease because uh, I think there's a uh, there's a stigma around migraine that people think it is just a headache. Um, it is not just a headache. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, there are a lot of other debilitating symptoms that come with it. It is a disease much like any other, like diabetes or uh, MS or anything else that you have it for life. And it's really just about managing it. Um, there are times with, where it would just goes completely out of control and you do not have it managed. And it's just about kind of throwing things at the wall and trying to find what sticks and what works and realizing that it's actually a holistic uh, and multimodal kind of process. You know, it's just not going to be a one size fits all. You know, it's not going to be like, oh, I take this medication and great I feel awesome now I'm I'm fixed it just doesn't work like that there's there's so much work that goes into it and it is ongoing and consistent and if you drop something you feel it and I mean I'm sure you you understand that um look it's been a challenge honestly like with music and the arts in general creativity you've got flashing lights you've got loud music you've got loud talking you've got <laughs> all sorts of travel schedules that aren't exactly great for you um but I'm just really fortunate that I'm in a band with four other guys who have been an, an incredible support network for me they're happy to sort of take on the weight when I'm not able to cope or I'm not able to do something you know particularly with Eurovision when we did that it was they were incredible honestly there were times where I had to go back and just go I can't do interviews like I need to I need to go lie down and take medication and they're like got you it's all good don't stress so it's just like having a good support network has been the the best thing for me to kind of get through my parents as well particularly my mom my mom has just been 
Baroque. Honestly, I could not be doing any of this without her. Um, I'm, I'm staying with her at the moment still, um, and she's just been incredible. Um, honestly, like you know, people think, oh, how do you do these things? But it's like, yeah, I can't do it on my own. Like no one can do this on their own. They need someone there with them to sort of help them through it. Um, but I know that's a bit hard for some people. But yeah, that's what that that's been the biggest thing for me. Yeah, beautifully put. And shout out to your mum again. I remember your mum. Oh, warm fuzzies. It's all coming back to me. I love, love, love. I love the connection that you have with your family as well and the support, obviously, that you're getting from the band. That's so beautiful. And you've brought that up. It's such an important point when it comes to mental and physical health. We can't do it alone, really. You know, whether it's a team of specialists, surgeons, holistic professionals, alternative therapists, whatever it is, friends, family, you know, supporters that come along, it's, it really helps to get you through those really long days and nights. And I can imagine for you, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but particularly with chronic migraine disease, we are not talking about necessarily a migraine that's just lasting a couple of hours. We could be talking about days worth of migraines or longer periods than that. Yeah. And the other thing is, it's like, it's not, um, you've got your symptoms when you're kind of coming into the we call it the attack phase, but I'll try to get away from that as well because attack, I call it a flare-up now because it is really more of a flare-up. You know, I'm dealing with sort of joint and, and nerve pain on a daily basis now and, and without medications of physio and, and like you said, neurologists, doctors and things like that, um, creams, ointments, glasses, all of this stuff, yeah, you wouldn't get through it. Um, so you, ba- I'm dealing with the hardest part of it is like, yeah, trying to maintain those daily symptoms as well. And that's part of it. Trying not to let yourself go, it's like getting worse. You feel your, your body flaring up. It's trying to keep it under control and stopping when you feel that that's, that's the hardest part. I don't know if you're like me. I mean, I find it very hard when I get on a roll with things and I tend to push myself a little bit too hard. And then I pay the pay the price for it at the other end yeah it is it's very tricky because you know you've got schedules you've got things that have got deadlines and of course in your case you've got tour commitments you've got to get on a plane you've got to get on a bus you've got to get on the stage when the people have purchased the ticket there's like these demands that are sort of on your time and your body does not necessarily comply with that schedule so as you feel these things building up and even sometimes I don't know if you're the same but even the excitement the adrenaline of doing these kinds of things can actually accelerate the speed in which you move into a flare phase. So it's that stuff you've got to manage on either side going in and then coming out of whatever your exactly. commitments are. Yeah. 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 And, that, and that's the thing. It's just trying to find that balance with the, the work and, and rest balance has been sort of the hardest thing for me um, over the last few years, but I'm getting better at and I feel like I'm starting to kind of find my peak you know that that point where it's like don't go above this many hours it's kind of like you know this is this is the sweet spot and it seems to be around sort of the 15 to 20 hour mark at the moment when I'm working which is great but if I get adequate rest or and the the beauty about music is that it's not like a an eight hour shift you know you don't have to sit in front of a computer and do work which is what I I did for most of my my life until my condition just got out of control a few years ago you know, you've got an hour here and then you can rest. You've got an hour here, maybe 20 minutes here. 
maybe three hours here. So it, it, it does allow you that time to kind of almost like an iPhone, you know, like when you see your battery health percentage and you get it back up to 70 where it goes green again. That's <laughs> kind of what you're trying to do like throughout the day is like kind of reboost it or put more spoons back in the drawer, like the spoony theory. Yeah. Because you, you know, I've only got this much to work with and I need to manage that and listen to my body at the same time as wanting to actually achieve things and, and live a, a fulfilling life. I think that's 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 the hardest thing is finding that balance. A hundred percent. I have contingency plans as well for when I'm on tour, like the guys of um and we had to do it for COVID as well because, you know, <laughs> what if yeah. someone can't play because they get COVID or something like that? Um, so we've got back, I've, I've got my guitars now recorded. Um, and I thank God we did it because I actually missed a couple of shows over the last few years. I missed a show in Paris, but not Paris, um, Lyon in France last year for that very reason. I was like, I like, I will push myself if I feel like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not great, but like I've, I've still got a little bit of juice I could push and then tonight I can take meds and rest and, you know, I've got nothing until two in the afternoon the next day. But there's some that point where it's like I can't move. I can't actually get out of my bed because we, we travel on a bus with beds for me. Um, and it's like you've got to have these contingency plans in place so that, you know, the show can still go on. And I think that's the beauty of being in a band. I mean, I don't know how solo artists do it with with um, condition. I really don't. I take my hat off to them um, because having that support network with me on the road is just, I need that. It's, it's so important. And I'm so glad that you have worked with your group to actually achieve that because it is still a relatively rare thing. I mean, even people day to day that are working your more traditional nine to five job, they're still trying to work out how to do that a lot of the time too. So it's brilliant that you've been able to actually pull that off and to sort of know that you've got that as your backup plan because that in itself probably takes some of the mental health load off just slightly when you're in those peak moments and everything feels like it's crashing down. Yeah, absolutely because I feel like I'm not letting the guys down as much when I know like, okay, I'm not there physically on the stage but at least it's not going to sound crap. You know, at least it's going to sound good. People will be a bit disappointed, um, you know, and I usually will try and do like a a post or a video chat with people just to let them know because I feel like a lot of people don't really understand it. So I've been trying to be a lot more transparent around all of that as as I'm very aware that I have a unique platform now and Eurovision kind of shed that spotlight on it. Um, and I just want to help other people as well because, um, you know, there's so many, the, the things that I've gone through with, with employers and things like you can't really do your traditional to five job when you have an invisible illness that just decides when it wants to do what it does whenever you know and employers are like not coming to the table with you when you're like well I can't come in today but can I come in maybe tomorrow or Thursday instead and they're like no and you're like but the work's still there to be done like why why can't we why can't we do this like why can't you work with me like I'm willing I want to work you know I do. You're telling me that when I'm at work, I'm, I'm doing a killer job, you know? Like, what's the problem? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I resonate with this so much. And I think it's getting a little bit better. Um, I think COVID, again, has been a, a bit of a light on that with the work from home stuff and yeah. made some companies realise, like, okay, you don't have to be in the office every day. Like, you can have some days. And, look, productivity is still real good. In fact, when you give people some more rest time, their productivity is usually actually higher 
it's the lifelong question of any of us that you know live as spoonies where we're kind of going we 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 really get how this works guys if you just want to yeah. listen <laughs> we, can, we just don't quite fit into the box that they're coming yeah. out life and i actually think you know there's more people that don't than do um so i think there's a lot of people that just think oh, well this is what i have to do yeah um and i think i think these companies need to start getting out of that mindset okay i know you've got rent to play on your pay on your property and it's you know if you've got less people maybe downsize your building yes <laughs> ding, ding, ding. ding 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 yes hundred <laughs> percent now just touching on this i just want to lay it out there for those who are all just trying to imagine how this works music migraines and mental health this is the ultimate whammy of things to go together so we sort of lightly touched on it before, but what are some of the strategies, I guess, that you have in place to manage all of this? And how did you learn? What were those critical moments, I guess, in your journey that made you go, that thing doesn't really work for me and I'm going to have to employ this thing instead? Is that, this is still a work in progress, honestly, Flick. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's ever moving and ever changing. I kind of describe it like a roller coaster mm-hmm. ride that you're just on and there's ups and downs twists and turns and you just go kind of move with it and go okay like try that try this um look for years it was like you know it was drummed into my head I think um and as it is with most people you think like medications the the key yeah drugs I go to the doctor the doctor gives me drugs that's going to help um and I went through a good 10 years of that that sort of process of just like throwing drugs at the wall, uh, being on all, all sorts of medications that, I, I, to be quite frank, did more harm than good in the long term. That, that have, I'm still dealing with some, some uh, long-lasting side effects that are not going away <laughs> since I've come off a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I won't go into too much detail on that, but anyway... Um, so I went through that for quite a few years, going through the whole neurologists and doctors and, you know, cause they don't really know either. They don't, they don't understand the brain really. I mean, yeah. the brain is a very complex organ that they're still trying to understand. I mean, they haven't found cures for, for most neurological conditions Yeah, and, you know, they, they just don't have the answers for it and they don't understand how they're all linked either. But then when COVID, funnily enough, when COVID hit, that was when I kind of got to the point where I was like, I was kind of hit a crossroads. I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like it was just killing me. I was in bed more than I was doing things. And I remember being on a tour at one point where it was like being on a pun- in, like having a punching clock. You know, I'd play the, sh- I'd, I'd be in bed all day in the, in the bus, just dying, vomiting, feeling terrible. I would, load myself up, I would play the show, no enjoyment whatsoever, and then just collapse and go back to bed. And that was just like three weeks of that. And I remember messaging my mum going, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I might have to leave the band. That was the last thing I was holding on to my music because my doctors and everyone had said, look, music's like so important for you it's great for mental health it's you know it's an outlet you need something you've got nothing else at the moment keep doing this you need to keep doing this um and then so when COVID hit it kind of like kicked my ass really to put it bluntly I was like okay well I need to I need to start getting healthy I can't go out I need to start doing some more exercise 
because I was felt terrible. I felt sore. I was I was in pain. I was like, you're so sensitive to pain and afraid of everything just getting worse from trying something that you just you just go, I'm not doing that. You tend to just sort of retreat back. So I, I found finally found myself a physio that just was incredible. I mean, she's just changed my life to the point where like I can do all my physio pretty much at home now. I don't need to continuously go to appointments, you know. So I was doing all of that, um, added sort of like physio, like strength building exercises, weights. So I started doing all of that. Then medical cannabis has changed my life. Yeah. I was basically up to my eyeballs on opiates and I was just getting rebound migraine attack, rebound symptoms on my whole body. It was just not good. And you know what it does. It's just you've already got gut health issues and it's all related, brain and brain and gut. This worse, everything else worse. So I finally bit the bullet and sort of tried to go down that avenue. There was a lot of tears. There was a lot of doctors that were kind of, why do you need this? I'm in pain. Like it's like th- I've tried it illegally and this seems to be working and I want to now go down this avenue. Finally got all of that sorted out, got myself off of all of my medications that I was on, like just completely washed out of all of the other preventatives and things like that. And it's just basically been been that. Physio, medical cannabis, trying to get out a little bit more. Um, and I just noticed as I was doing all of this and, you know, got these glasses as well, I started doing research into other things that were going to be great tools that could help. You know as well, you kind of can be a little bit, kind of, oh, you know, you're, you're trying to get assistance where you can, but there's not a lot of money. You can't, if you can't work full time and these, these medical treatments are not cheap. No, they're not. No, they're very expensive. I mean, to, to see a neuro- neurologist is astronomical. I mean, medical cannabis is great, but you know that that's there's also been some um, limitations there where there's times I can't get it because I can't afford it, and then you get sick. Yes, <laughs> you know what? Don't get enough report. You try to limit it. Well, I have to take this much today, or, or skip it today, or whatever. And yeah, and it's just been basically a, a lot of that, like just just testing things and trying them and and very slow that's the other thing yeah going obviously if you just go on a treadmill straight away after you've been bedridden for like six months you know you're gonna have a bad time (laughs) so my physio you know it was it was like one exercise at first like okay we'll do the archery one let's get the this shoulder sorted and then we'll start working on the the head stuff because it's all going to correlate and so it takes a lot of patience and acceptance that yes you are going to probably wear some things up in the first couple of months, but it's worth it because when you come out the other end, it's just like, oh my God, what have I been doing the last two or three years? Yeah. I don't know if you relate to this here. People sometimes will ask you to try and describe what it's like to be in chronic pain and then how that affects your mental health. And you sort of just say to them, you know, well, you know, when you have a hangover, and the whole day that you have the hangover, you just, you feel lethargic and you don't really want to do anything and you might, you're a bit snappy, you're not thinking clearly. Okay, well, that's like the minimum level. Now, I operate in four or five times that amount of pain on a good day. So now try and imagine having to go to work or, you know, go on stage in your case at that level and that's your baseline like we don't have a actual zero how would you sum that up for somebody who's like 
I don't get chronic migraine. It, like you said in the beginning, people thinking it's just a headache. Yeah. No, you know what? You, you just said exactly what I said to people when they're like, what? Because I go, yeah, I can't remember the last time I had a pain-free day. I couldn't tell you when that was because I have, I wake up every day. It's like my baseline is probably on a good day, like a three or a four out of 10, anything above a five. You're like, you said five and above is when you're like, going to start having a bad time once it hits seven um yeah look like the the ignorance from people is just astounding like you know they see you they see you doing things and they think well you must be fine now because you're doing something and it's like no if i don't do this i will do nothing like i'll literally just be a corpse in a reanimated corpse in my bed you know doing nothing they're not existing and they don't understand the amount of work that goes in to actually get myself up on that stage like the medications the physio the the creams and ointments the you know preps uh the uh sacrifices that my bandmates have to make to to you know accommodate me to do things like they have to make like changes and do things that might cost more money just to, to ensure that i'm comfortable when we're when we're on the road well, Simone, we are going to have to wrap up today's show, but I'm very excited that you will be coming back next week for part two of the interview. So thank you so much for spending some time with us today on the show. Thank you for having me. Now, for those of you who are listening, don't worry. We're going to have so much more information coming for you in the next episode, including some tour information nationally and internationally. A lot of big stuff happening in Simone's world. In the meantime please make sure you are supporting your local musicians. You can jump on uh, to basically any outlet, any retailer, and get Fearless in Love, which is the new album by Voyager. And of course, as I wrap up, please remember that your mental health is of equal importance to your physical health. So if you are yet to do so, please bring them into alignment now by taking a beautiful inhale, a deep exhale, and then shower yourself with the kindness that you so easily give to others. I look forward to joining you next time on Brainwaves. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.